This week we talk about happiness, the hedonic treadmill, some story concepts, as well as goal setting. We hope you enjoy. What is up, John? Hey, hello. <laughs> okay, uh, I've been I've been pretty good so far actually. So you know, I've been talking about starting this new job, right? This yeah, I've been finding like cleaning assistant jobs or some healthcare jobs. So I started working at Raffles Medical. So I am basically involved right. in the the vaccination center, right, yeah. somewhere near Amokyo. Yeah, it's like it's kind of like community service because like you get to interact with a lot of people. Now mostly is the elderly that's coming in for the vaccinations. Yeah, so basically I'm involved with like the ushering the registration and like the the discharge. <laughs> Yeah, but it's not too bad. It's quite meaningful. The the best thing about it is that I can choose like what days I want to work. So they have this e roster thing where I can just like ballot for the slots that I want to go. Oh, yeah. Really? So so currently oh. I chose like to work about like four days a week. Wow. Oh. So that's 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 quite good. Special education. Okay. Okay, what are we gonna talk about this week? Okay, yeah. You haven't talked about yourself. How how is how have you been? <laughs> yeah. Working at the same bar and office. Uh. I mean, really a lot about um, like machine learning and that kind of stuff. Oh, great. Nice. What, what, what have I, what have I, I can't remember what I told you about machine learning. I told you about the neural networks. I told you about machine learning. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of things that I don't understand, uh, in, in, in the, wow, I don't even know where to start. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's damn complicated. Actually, I, I took one, like, some, some online course, right? That's about, like, some AI stuff. And <laughs> application in healthcare is 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 quite complicated. Like, I have a better idea about it now. Like I just want to talk about your what neural network stuff, really. Is it is it uh, programming or so? Like, what's it? I, I, no, I it, it, it has nothing to do with like programming. It's just like giving you like an introduction to AI or machine learning. It's like just introducing uh-huh. you to like terms that everyone uses. Oh, okay, okay. So yes. I understand like what you meant by like the neural networks and like the convoluted systems, all that stuff. Okay, I guess okay. One one interesting thing that I, I, I started reading on is called uh, Monte Carlo simulations. Um, there's this study on uh, like human height, and people's height. Then they 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 uh they showed that, I mean, this guy had a hypothesis that taller parents generally have shorter kids, and oh. shorter parents normally have taller kids. That kind of thing. Okay. And it's it's not it's not like gambler's fallacy where. Uh, if let's say, okay, so for example, gambler's fallacy is like, let's say, um, you have, you have two options, lah. Like, let's say, hits or kills, that kind of thing. Like, you win or lose, lah. Okay. That kind of thing. And then, like, this guy keeps on winning, 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 you would sort of bet that this guy will lose eventually. So, sort of even out, right? Yeah. Right. But that, that's, that's not a case for that, uh, example, which I gave previously. That one is more because, more so because, um, when you have very tall parents, that's an extreme, extreme case. So then, therefore, your kid will likely not be action case. Right, this is like regression to the mean, I think. Is that what it's called? I don't really understand what, what the point is. But the, but the, I don't really understand what the point was being made also. But essentially, there's a difference between gambler's fallacy and that example. But more importantly is, uh, that fact is proven genetically. Like, you know those, uh, what's it called? The XY gene that you cross over, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah. like, proven. But the fact that this guy didn't, he didn't come from a bio perspective. He didn't understand anything about how genes cross or whatever. He just studied the statistics. 
He just mm. like got a lot of data from a lot of like the healthcare center or something, like the open source data. And he collected like parents' height, uh, children's height, that kind of thing. And he just came out with this conclusion. So it just occurred to me like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you don't, on one hand, it's, it, you can come from a bio perspective to like, come up with like, uh, like argument or hypothesis, right? Yeah. But on the other hand, you can just pick statistics and prove it very rigorously. Not just showing a, a fact, eh? it's, it's a, like, how do I say? Eh? Okay, la, but it's quite a generic uh, statement. Out, As in, so he, he generally found that taller parents had shorter kids, uh, but yeah. were the parents like very much taller or something? Uh, I don't know. I mean, the, the lecture didn't show any like, facts. Right? They just, just said it. Yeah, la, I mean, I mean, because like, the like this regression to the mean thing basically means that if you have very tall people, yeah, just the the age cases, right? So yeah. the next one that you the children they have will probably be of a more average height, so they will naturally be shorter. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But okay, some, something else that is I don't understand, but there's a very simple effect or result that is quite interesting. Is the another version called Markov chain Monte Carlo simulation. So, from what I understand, essentially is, you know how normally you have like linear regression means you have like historical data, then like from the historical data, you predict the future sort of, right? So you must have a, a base, uh. Yeah. Like whenever you have a hypothesis, you wait for data like X and Y, then like predict yeah. the future, right? Markov chain Monte Carlo method, right? You can predict from a present data. That means you don't need to have any, you don't need to have multiple points of data. You just have one point. Okay. I mean, just in layman terms, that sounds crazy. I mean, how does that even work? I'm not even sure whether I can say that correctly or... Okay, <laughs> Except but, like in your office? Uh? Uh, no, no, I'm just reading about it. Okay, okay. Okay, okay uh, do you have any other random things you want to share about? Uh, nothing much, uh, I guess we can get into it now. Okay, okay uh, today I want to talk about happiness. It's a very, very lofty topic. But uh, I got inspired to do, talk about this because, you know, if you, have you been seeing like TikToks? But yeah, yeah, seen it right. Like so, there's this account where this guy goes around asking people about whether they are happy and like why they are happy. Oh, is it? I don't think I've seen it before. Yeah, it's quite an interesting I, I, account. Sorry, not not attention, but I seen a TikTok of this this guy and a monkey. <laughs> like, you know, TikToks normally have generally like like ten k likes or twenty k likes. If yeah. Like, or, like boring or something or like overseas like hundred k likes. This guy has like twenty million likes like consistently. He's on this monkey. I, oh, the I, monkey is, is, it the, is it the small monkey? Is a uh, wait, let me, let me find it. I, I'm pretty sure I've seen the monkey one. Yeah, wait. Uh, okay, here's it's called on TikTok, it's called here's your monkey content. It's crazy, <laughs> and this monkey, right? He's actually damn smart. I'm actually damn is like it makes me very shook that he's so smart. So like people the the concept is just people give him like like uh stuff like box and stuff. So it's like an uh, unbox therapy kind of uh, situation. Yeah. But the monkey knows what to do with it. Eh? So for example, it's food. You smell the food, then you open the food and eat it like a normal person. But if it's like let's say like play-doh, you know that it's not food, then you just play with it. Then there was one like uh there was one game that that was given to the monkey, right? The monkey literally read the instruction. Eh? Oh, I, I saw that one. I saw that one. I was just like, bro, how I was by that actually? Oh. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't think he read the instruction. He just looked it and then he held the instructions in his no, hand. But he it, like he flipped through it. Yeah, he flipped through it as though he's reading it, but it was quite it's, amazing. It's amazing and very scary. Okay, I'm sorry. The, your happiness TikTok. What, 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 what made you inspired? 
No lah, as in, I, I just found it quite interesting because you, you get to, you get to hear like a lot of random people giving their reasons about why they're happy. And most of the time, the answers they give are quite, uh, quite simple, quite simple reasons. So for example, like some people answer, oh, I'm happy because uh, today is, has good weather or I'm able to have a good breakfast or <laughs> yeah. like I have friends to go out with, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but what? I don't know. I'm not sure if it's a easy question to answer. Like what, what makes you happy? Do you, do you have any like response to that? <laughs> Just like. Uh, okay, for me, I know you have a lot of things about okay, I only have one, I only have one influence on my life that makes me think about this. Uh, like, what keeps me going, what keeps me happy? Is this book by, uh, it's called Flow by, have you read it before, Flow? No. Uh, Flow by, I can't pronounce his name. Mihali Sis, I really can't pronounce his name. It's like, okay. It's very, very long, but it's called, just search Mihali, but Flow by Mihali. So M-I-H-A-L-Y. Yeah. But essentially, okay, I'm just reading the, the summary here. Essentially, it's, um, the, the main thing to having a very happy life is when you have, uh, when you have a good enough challenge that is challenging enough, so not too not too crazy that you can't achieve it, and not too easy that you find it boring. Like it's actually a realistic goal. That means your 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 skills must match your your challenge. Yeah. And, and so essentially, in, in in simple terms, like all these material things may not be so important. So it's all about um trying to achieve your goals, as opposed to getting getting into destination is about the destination. Uh, it's about the Journey to the destination. Okay. So like while people, um, try to overcome challenges to get to the goal, like earn a lot of money, uh, I don't know, not what the goal is there. Get your, get that title, job, and that class. Yeah, so, yeah. But the, his, his point being is, the most important is like those, those things are just goals or challenges to achieve. And so the, the main part is trying to do those challenges and find the perfect challenge to take, given your skill set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, actually, I'm, I'm quite familiar with this idea of the flow, though. So, like, basically, yeah. you need to engage with, like, activities that are hard enough to keep us challenged, but not too difficult that would uh discourage us, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and, you know, I think, okay, after having having my job experience, right, um, so far, like, the past, I, I don't know, I think, like, seven weeks, the, you know, in BM, like, they, they always say, like, what the, yeah, you do BM, right? Like, yeah. Then like, they always say, like, oh, the things that make people happy, I mean, the, the Things that keeps your employer happy, like money, rewards, or that kind of thing. So far, like, what I feel is the most important factor is, uh, like, just, whether the task, whether, whether I'm doing something important and whether the task is actually interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, now I, maybe I'm still naive, but if, if let's say, if it's not such an increase in, uh, like, the, let's say A and B jobs, right? Like, two different jobs. If the difference in money isn't like three times more or four times more, I would definitely go for a job that pays like maybe like twice less, but has a much more interesting and more engaging and more like like more more ownership of the project or like the work I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. So basically doing meaningful work. Like. Yeah, yeah. I don't know whether that will hold until I'm like very old, but that's what I do. Well, I think like basically like uh the lack of like basic needs, like let's say a base level of income will make us unhappy. But then when we have this base level of income and then we have more the addition of the income won't make us much more happier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. It's kind of linked to the hedonic treadmill. It's basically quite simple. Um, What it says is that once you achieve a certain level of pleasure, your your body yeah. or your mind gets used 
to this level of pleasure and you simply crave for more. So, for example, okay. like once you achieve your dreams, your mind creates problems to fill the gaps and then you feel new uh, cravings for more. So, like simple like, pleasures are quite hedonic adaptive. So, things like money, things like uh, material possessions, like once you get to a certain level, yeah, of course, you'll be very satisfied for like one or two days, but then you soon get very used to it and then you start craving more afterwards. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, essentially what you said just now, there are a lot of things that are very hedonic adaptive, like money or whatever, but there are some things that I feel are less hedonic adaptive and that is like a, like interactions with people, relationships, maybe some acts of altruism or meaningful work. Yeah, I'm sure you agree with that. Mm. Okay, like, I feel like even though it's, it's a... Even though I say my, my, my point, which I, I want to have a, a challenging enough job, right? I still do think that money is quite a big factor. I mean, from my recent observations, like in, in life in general, I realize one point is like people tend to talk about money very generically, like generically, so like give you very like lame advice and oh, don't work for money, that kind of thing. But then when people see each other's like physical, how much they earn per month or like compare how much they like they are able to spend their spending power, then it becomes a very different story. Like people become like jealous and nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think I it's know. like because we haven't What's found it? our economic engine yet. So <laughs> I'm not I'm not too sure actually. But what I can say is that a lot of unhappiness comes from comparing things with others. Yeah. I think to some extent we all compare with others. Like it's one thing to say, but it's another thing to I mean similar to my previous point, it's one thing to say but nothing to actually do it. Do, do you find it easy not to compare with others? No, no, it's definitely damn difficult. Uh. <laughs> okay. Because like in the workplace, you'll be comparing like your yourself with everyone else. But yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely a different thing from speaking and acting it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if like we if like telling ourselves we shouldn't like overweight it will help in any way, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Comparison is like a natural consequence of living with people around us. So it's quite it's quite inescapable to be quite to be frank. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I see you written about goal setting. What what what's your advice or, or what keeps what what's your guideline when you like set goals? Alright. Uh okay, so okay, this is more of a personal view, but I I don't really like setting very concrete goals for myself. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. I, I I tend to have quite unrefined goals or like directions that I have for my life. Yeah. So if I can end, right, I realize my observation is that uh honestly observation uh, is uh not because anyone intends to do it, but you know in general like if you ask people how what they're gonna do today, then they can give you like a very detailed plan on how they're gonna do. Right. Yeah. Like um and then what's their plan for like doing well for an exam and it's very detailed. But then we ask them about life and then why why are they doing this kind of things? They're just like uh Oh like just pause. Just, like any they, they yeah, they just anyhow through the kind of thing. And so I think, yeah, it's somewhat similar to your point, but I've, even though it's, it's like, uh, yeah, you definitely can't see into the future. You can't plan too far ahead. It's not very good to plan too much. Go, go too detailed in things that, how do I say, uh, in the, in the bigger picture things. Yeah. But especially at our age when we're choosing uni and that kind of thing, right? With, with such limited understanding of everything, how are we able to big, make such big decisions? Right? Yeah. 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 As in like one, one of the main points is that, we 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 cannot really uh, predict a lot about the future, right? Because 
Okay, like basically I read this in uh, this book called uh, Stumbling on Happiness. So what it says is that uh, human beings are like the only creatures that can imagine into the future, right? So we, we kind of exploit this a bit too much. And then we, we set a lot of goals that are set very, very far in the future. But the, in one section, it says that uh, imagination cannot transcend the boundaries of the present. Because uh, one reason for this is that uh, we must borrow machinery that is owned by perception. Okay, so basically it's saying that uh, our perception is rooted by our senses and then our senses is rooted in the present. So a lot of, a lot of things are confused with the present, you know? Yeah. Of things are confused. Hmm. How do I say this? Uh? Like a lot of things that happen in the present affect how you think about the future in some sense. Okay. The main conclusion is that, uh, yeah, most of the time we, we come from a starting point of like misinformation and then we choose, okay, not all the time, but we sometimes choose very unrealistic and like wrong goals. Then uh, once we choose these goals for ourselves, we become uh, locked within like our, the narratives that we want to tell ourselves and the stories that we want to continue. And then we invest too much and like too specifically. So yeah, that's basically my gripe with like goal setting. I, I don't like to make too many goals too far in the future. Uh, but how does it relate to goal setting? I, no, I, I definitely understand the, the point on uh, like because our society is so specialized like this, it, it, it's like in this, in this, in this game that our society plays, it's more valuable when you have like specified jobs. So people carry on life thinking like, let's say I'm do like nursing. Then they tell themselves I'm, I'm born with a nurse. Or, like, I mean, not born with a nurse, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to be good at nursing. And that's going to be who I am. And then they carry on telling themselves that until like they die. Hmm. But how, how's that relate to not goal setting? I'm pretty sure like it's still, it's still goal setting. Okay, okay. Uh, not, not goal setting as a whole, as in making very, very concrete goals. Yeah, that's what I meant. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, of course, like, so in like many cases, if you lack like motivation or whatever, setting goals, it will be very useful for you. But just like generally, I, I like to leave things a bit more yeah. unrefined. So, okay, so like, for example, you're going to gym, then you just don't set a goal. Like, how, how do you motivate yourself? Or, hmm. or, or is it like, you're like me, I, I set a goal, but I tell myself, that's the, that's the ideal goal. So I have a, I have a real, I have the, the fake goal I tell myself, the ambitious goal, and then I have the real goal, which I have in my hand, in my own head, but I just don't tell myself. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what is it? Sometimes, sometimes. I think there's like some sort of distinction between like more more practical things. What I said so far is that your 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 point being like you set goals for more more tangible things, things you can see and understand. And yeah, yeah. Like, but you don't really uh there's no value in, in uh planning things for like too long term. Uh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Correct. Yeah. And like so for those like tangible things also or maybe no, the intangible things, like if you are truly motivated to do it, or you truly want it, you, you'll find the ways to eventually achieve it. Or maybe you'll share about your, your, also here, like your, I think there's one time, one point time you, you post on Instagram about the, um, what is it? Like let's say your hobby, right? And why some people believe in being happy in a hobby is by doing their best in a hobby. So oh, right. you your, just average. And, and, and the, in the same tangent, you talk about that in not a hobby but like your actual job. That kind of thing. Wow. Not your hobby but your actual job. Uh. Yeah. 
Okay, so, so my, I mean, I don't have any reflection, but my thought that I think about is, is, uh, I don't know, can, can, can anyone or one person stay happy, not be, like, working very hard, knowing he, he won't be, uh, like, ever be the best, or like, not say the best, lah, but maybe the best in his locality, so like the best in your company, or like, the smartest person, that kind of thing. What, what keeps you driving? Okay, basically what I thought of is, in every pursuit that you have, be it like a hobby or your work, it's only natural for us to want to improve and we, we gain a lot of meaning from improving ourselves and finding maybe tangible improvements in what we are doing. So for like hobbies, you know, it's better once we become better at a sport, for example, we instantly feel happier about ourselves, right? When we've been training for some amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then there's also a pushback on it where like stuff like hobbies or like basically it's another TikToker I saw, but he, he made this point where, uh, if someone says, uh, they enjoy going for a walk, nobody will ask them, uh, oh, are you good at walking? Right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not too sure like where the distinction lies between being happy about just doing the thing and doing something and having to improve in it. You know, I think there are, there are actually different uh, arenas la, for different separate things. And a lot of the things that we are engaged in happen to be scalable, improvable. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can get numbers out of it. But it, so, so, what is your perspective on like, your actual job? Like, whatever job that is in. Like, when you study, like, let, let's, say, let's say you know you're definitely not going to be like the top scorer or definitely not going to get like, not, for example, like first class. Do you, do you, how, how do you function? That's a, that's quite a tough question, actually. <laughs> Essentially, is what I'm saying is, if you have no, if you know you have no hope, given every like factor that at any age you give yourself. Wow. wow. I mean, just from a very disconnected third person perspective, <laughs> it, the 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 motivation just has to come innately. Make it first person, I mean, that's what. I'll... I don't know. I I can't think of like how I will deal with it for now because really a lot of my motivation oh. comes from uh being able to like I wouldn't say beat others but you know definitely like <laughs> I, you know what I mean <laughs> uh, yeah uh, that's why maybe I'm a hypocrite la. when we say we, I, we shouldn't compare ourselves to others right, okay so that, that's what I was, I was getting at it's, you know, I mean like what you mentioned like I think I feel like this was, like the all, all hidden uh, all hidden uh, motives right like, it's easy to say like okay yeah I definitely not compare anyone but then you think about it, actually, then why are you studying so hard? Or like, why are you, uh, I don't know, investing money or something? And sharing, like, then people you're investing money, earning money, like, is there any value in getting an age? Yeah. 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 This, I think it's a bit difficult. <sighs> but, but comparison is a good spur for us la, to, to improve, actually. So we, we need to use it, like, usefully. Yeah, I think we mentioned that before about like the, the studying competitive pressure, right? Yeah. What else can we talk about? Okay, you know, just now I was talking about how uh, the the narratives that we tell ourselves make us somewhat happier and unhappier in some cases, right? Yeah. Basically, it's, it links back to a stoic concept. So it, it, it's basically about how um, what, what upsets people is not the the things or the events themselves, but but people's judgments about those things. So it's not the events that cause our problems, but our reactions to the to the events. Yeah. 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 yeah you get that right. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and then there's I, I kind of link this to you know the 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 system one and system two thinking. Completely what, what, what is it? Uh, basically, the the system yeah. one is our more more experiencing self, and then the system two is the the more deliberative, the more rational, uh, the remembering self. Yeah. So for I kind of separated into two groups. So things like uh, material pleasures, like happiness in the moment, right, is more linked to our experiencing self. So let's say you go out and you buy like yourself a nice dessert or like some a scoop of ice cream or something then your experiencing self will feel like this happiness in the moment right yeah yeah but then on the other hand for this remembering self it 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 deals with more of the the stuff that we tell ourselves about the life we are living so basically a more reflective a more deliberative kind of uh mindset mm. yeah so yeah, since you mentioned the bm thing just now so you know remember the maslow's hierarchy thing right uh yeah. I mean, I kind of knows it. Yeah, so uh <laughs> basically the top oh, yeah. is the self-actualization stage, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So okay, basically, for like for things like self-actualization, a big reason of why someone might feel they are uh somewhat self-actualized is because they tell themselves they live a good life and they work hard and they achieve some purposes they earn a lot of money yeah essentially it's the story that they tell themselves about their own lives that leads to them thinking that they are happy yeah yeah so so the point i want to make is that uh the narratives that we tell ourselves about the lives that we live uh matter a lot in the happiness that we experience oh yeah that's true yeah i mean something on the same tangent is i'm thinking like Everyone likes to live in a world where they think they are correct. Or, okay, not say correct, but more, more, uh, minimally, they think they are good. Okay. Like, I think if, if someone doesn't think they are a good person overall, they, they probably have some sort of like, uh, like mental illness or something. Like, the tendency they might have, uh, because it's like no confidence in yourself. Yeah. But, so then who, who, who can really be like a very good, uh, I mean, this is a very generic discussion, but, who can be a very good judge? Of I mean, it, it just, it just, it just, uh, helps me a bit. You know, it's just like, wow, you know, any individual can think about himself and just like, wow, okay, I've been somewhat a good person. Or like, even if you, you've done like, like, mischievous stuff, like, I don't know, teenage years or something, but you still know you're a good person. Like, is there anyone in the world who thinks they are a bad person? Hmm, like, oh, okay, okay. How do you, how do you live a life thinking you're a bad person? And then on the same tangent, how do you, how can you how can you assure yourself that you are actually a good person? Wow, this is quite an open-ended question. Yeah. Uh, it's fine. I don't think either of us have answers, but Yeah, I do have a <laughs> comment, la, but basically there's this moralization gap. So basically any person would uh would always rationalize their own actions as being more moral. Yeah. From as compared to a third party. Yeah. So it just it just uh yeah, this just describing the problem that you're describing. Oh, that's true. Yeah, so uh, I've been reading this book about uh empathy. So the author is I can't remember who the author is, but he's he's saying that a lot of uh so called psychopaths, right? Or people who commit yeah. a lot of illegal like acts, they, they often uh they often think of their own acts as uh being actually uh morally just. So okay, there's this I remember this quote where there's this uh I'm not sure if it's a murderer or something, but 
when uh, being questioned about his crimes, right, he said uh, uh, this statement, okay, not, not exactly uh, uh, word for word, but basically he, he said, apart from the people that I killed, uh, I did nothing wrong. Yeah, basically something like that. <laughs> yeah. So, so basically it's quite skewed yeah. and it's a bit difficult to really uh, yeah, attend to this problem. No, I'm just thinking about like game, game theory world. Uh, game theory, okay, uh, everything is a game uh, where, where you have a system and people like follow the set of rules and then based on those rules you can sort of like understand what the outcome would be. Uh. So, you know, I think in school it's more, I mean, there's an understanding that everyone helps each other, it's not so cynical. Uh, yeah, but I think from, from what I, under, like, from what I see in, in like, work, is is a, actually it's not that bad, it's not like, oh, wash it. But then again, you can, you can, you can sort of smell the sense of cynicism. Like, people are a bit more aware of their, what to share, what not to share, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, there's a lot more secretive about their, like, personal details, their, I don't know, like, project works they're working on. So it's just like, now, now that I consider this fact that, okay, almost everyone, no, no sane mind will not think that they are a good person. Or, they can justify like what you said, with very good reasons why, even if they did something wrong, I mean, not to actually wrong murder lah, but, if that's just a, a normally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how, how can this game work when everyone thinks they are right? You know? Oh. That's what I mean on my mind. It's like, if everyone lives in the illusion that they are right, and there's no, there's no, in a sense, uh, yeah. Like who's the more who's the writer, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well you're dealing with like absolute morality here. Eh? <laughs> yeah. What 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 are the Yeah I can ask you, do you do you think money can buy happiness? Uh definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think okay, what what from my from my cynical like uh viewpoint now, sort of my more cynical view, or at least I like to think I'm not very cynical, uh until now yeah, I understand it more. How like how cynical people can be. Not not anyone particularly, it's just observations. Uh I think okay, people people that may say that like, oh, money can't buy happiness, uh it's like people who have money, then they'll they'll definitely say money can buy happiness. Then people without happiness be oh yeah, money can't buy happiness. Does that make sense? Mm, yeah, kinda. Like it's a bit like let's say you're a very fast runner, then the runner just the person that wins all the races just be like, oh you know, winning doesn't Winning isn't always the... Uh, doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter. But then again, you can't really say that because the guy is the one always winning. Yeah. Then, then I, I would challenge that person if he stops winning. Then how would he feel about it? You know, you know what I mean? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, quite, it's quite funny. Yeah, it's quite ironic. Yeah, so my answer to that is, is a double... Uh, I've, no, I've no single answer to that. Not, not yes or no, no. So uh, I said, okay, yeah, money, money can buy business. Then again... It's not wrong to say uh you don't need money to buy happiness. Yeah. I would say that. Hmm. Yeah you know I mean. Yeah. So I both for a yes and a no. Okay. Okay, because basically I, I listened to a talk about this. So okay, I can't remember the arguments that both sides gave. Yeah, basically it was a debate yeah. about whether uh money can buy you happiness. Basically like the the distinction that the people drew is that uh, money can buy you the conditions for happiness, but it does not buy you happiness directly. So uh, the example that they gave was that money can give you a membership into a friend-rich environment. Let's say like a club, an exclusive club, for example. 
yeah, yeah. yeah then um so from there then you can establish new relationships with new people and then make new friends because a lot of people say that oh money cannot buy you friendship and so this is a rebuttal and they they mentioned that money can buy you a friend rich environment so in this uh, manner you can get happiness indirectly but then i was thinking like why is this a distinction even necessary right so <laughs> if money can buy you the conditions for happiness and then you get happiness indirectly then essentially money can buy you happiness <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so that's the thing. Right? Yeah. I mean, I was having lunch with a colleague recently, then uh, he was just trying to experience in China. Then uh, you say how, like, um, they, a lot of people really like, are just damn little. So they say, like, money and wine, the girl was just like, okay, uh, how, how much do you have? Kind of thing, how much do you earn? Like, what's your family background? It's like very little. I'm not sure that's true, but I mean, that's what, that's what I shared. Then I was like, then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the the main thing about this money happiness thing is that once you reach a certain level of comfort, let's say you've got your your basic needs met, then maybe money doesn't make that much of a difference. But many people around the world cannot even meet these uh, basic needs and their basic requirements. So from that kind of perspective, then yeah, money can buy happiness. Like yeah, but you can ensure like a lot more people are, you know, being able to live comfortably yeah that that that, that angle okay what other things can we talk about oh yeah you said your your life goal is to attain a lot of knowledge right <laughs> is that something that you gain a lot of pleasure or happiness from wow. I, I think my, my perspective of finding understanding more knowledge is kind of the the like flow being my soul happiness so it's like I constantly want to find a harder challenge Oh, okay. no yeah. so so it's tied in with the the flow state and all that, right? Yeah, yeah. But then again, I'll be like myself if I don't if I don't save money is a is a goal. Like, it's definitely not the number one goal, which many people will will very basically tell you that it is the number one goal for them. Uh, like like if, if you if you if they stop talking bullshit, like really when evaluate what their real reason for doing things are and share with you, then. I, I, I'm pretty sure at least 30% or like 50% of people will just say they are real, real good like money. Mm, yeah. uh, I mean, it's not, so it's not morally wrong. Like once you have family, you legit have the money to like feed your family. Uh, but money to me is still more important to uh, like find out more of my knowledge. Which makes me think about whether I still want to do it. I mean, like I, I, I have naive plans to, to do like PhD and something like that, right? But so far, everyone is naive. No, but everyone, okay, because okay, consider the facts, right? Like, doing a PhD in math is very, it's a lot of time wasted. Because you can, it, it's not like doing a, a like, a BMI, the business management, like, I don't know, like, it's, not, it's not doing a school project work. You know, like, it's, uh, you can just research on what people have done and sort of summarize and like, a small tweak to the project. Uh, when you do a PhD, it's like, in any subject, uh, it's something that has to be, like, groundbreaking. Maybe like five people in the world know what they're doing in the current situation. Yes, yeah. So like, even though it's like school where you're like assigned to a university and you like maybe like four or five years, it's not, it's, it's not, not, completely not like school because school is like, okay, one, two years and then like they give you like lessons to learn. It's not like you can finish it in two years, you cannot finish it or so. So you completely waste all your time. And also like, um, I mean, in general, like, it doesn't help in your career progression. Right? So, wow, now I really have a new respect for, for the PhD from you. Mm. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, so I mean, back to my dilemma. I mean, it's still some, still somewhat of a far, 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 uh, decision that I have to make now. Yeah. It comes down to this, this question on whether it's something, is it about money or is it about like, uh, pursuit of knowledge? I don't know. Will you do a PhD in medicine? There's such a thing, right? Is it a thing? Yeah, probably is. Medical research, lah. Yeah. Okay, uh, I can't really give an answer to that, but I would say it's many more factors than just money versus knowledge. It's not, it's not a dichotomy. There's, there's quite a lot of reasons to in play here. So one, one other aspect is definitely social esteem. Social esteem. Yeah. As in, Me? I feel like, oh, I feel great because I have a PhD. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, I mean, yeah, that's definitely something I, I thought about, but so far after all the people I talked to about PhD, they told me like, it's a, it's one of those things like, let's say I, I, it, it's, it sounds cool for a brief second, but doing it for like five years, you realize actually it's not very cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, so it's, it's that five years really worth that five second of impression to someone. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. Yeah, like the, the glitter like fades after like quite quickly. It, it, it's a bit like, okay, like, at least in my perspective, it's a bit like telling someone or like someone finding out or let's say your officer. Then to me, it's just like, oh, uh, yeah, I am, but, but it's really not worth it. Like, like it's, it's, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Like paying like $10 on my way, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a, that's a good uh, parallel actually. You definitely get a lot better things with $10. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, it, in a sense, the self-esteem part to me is just like, oh yeah, it's, it's not a factor at all. Are you sure? Okay, I'm not too sure whether you can really out so quickly, lah, but... Well, also because it's... I, I, even though your official name is like doctor, right? Doctor something. Normally, people at workplace, they won't call you doctor. They just call you by name. Mm. So you're not trained in the clinic or like hospital, but I'm pretty sure they just call you like my name. So. Actually, yeah, I think they would. <laughs> yeah, no matter what your creations are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless you're like, Connected <laughs> by Queen. Ah, okay. What other random inputs you have? Hmm, random inputs. Huh? Okay. Uh, I don't have really much left. Maybe like if I try to answer the question of like what what makes you happy, do you think it's a good answer to say that oh, it's it's being able to have like the freedom to pursue whatever you want. Uh, okay. Yeah. No, actually, I was I was gonna link this. What I read. So I read this article on Medium. I'm gonna show you. You've heard of Medium, right? The the platform. The platform. Yeah. It's a bit like a legit Reddit kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's quite legit. Okay, the title is 26 year old programmer builds a $1 billion app two years. Quite interesting, right? Yep. 26 year old uh, programmer builds a $1 billion app. And then I was reading, 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 and then I didn't know who this guy was. And then towards the end, I realized this guy, his name is Kevin Strystrom. Strystrom. Kevin Strystrom. I'm not sure I pronounce it. You know who he is? No. He's a co-founder of Instagram. Oh. I was like, damn. Anyways, his point, he made a few points, like a few book recommendations or whatnot, but, um, there's one, there's one point I read somewhere else, and, uh, I think it's like sort of a team in or so, and, and it's, uh, it's a quote by Einstein, so he said, the hardest part is finding the problem to solve, not the solution. The solution will come very easy after you find the problem. He's a, and I think it's a good, it's a good quote unquote mindset. Right? Mm. Like while many people are very happy to find a solution or whatever, I think it's also equally valuable to find a problem. So in a sense, uh 
I, I, I don't know, that is in my thinking, I think is I'm quite blessed to, uh, found my, my challenge in math, like, like, my interest in math, you know, I, I would think like, for example, like, in medicine, even though it's, uh, it's quite specialized really, I think you'll feel the same, right? Let's say you, you found your calling in one of those, uh, a specific, like, uh, a specialization. Yeah, yeah, specialization. Then, 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 yeah. But see, even within all those specialization, I'm pretty sure there are a lot of problems in, like, uh, healthcare that needs to be solved. Yeah. I think the the more the more crazy part is when you find a problem that you can't like that hasn't been identified as a problem. Fine. Okay. Yeah. I mean, of course, yeah. you don't go out and like actively seek problems, but seek the right problems, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's that's a good quote by Einstein. I think I've seen it a few times. Yeah. Another point he made was, uh, I think, intention to what we're doing right now. So, like, our, our podcast may be like freaking terrible. Like, our, our conversation may not be so like. Uh, Opinionated, we're still like learning on the job kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Like in the optimal set, in the optimal world, uh, okay, I think I step back. Having a conversation with someone in real life is not that difficult because you can, you're just making a network of things to talk about your head. And it's pretty much very, you can share anything, uh, like within friends and nothing. Uh, but when you're making a podcast, you, you have to think about what, what topics are common and can be debated about and something that you can have opinion. But then also the opinion cannot be so, uh, drastic that is, uh, you get cancelled for, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I see, I mean, from, from, what, what I learned from you also is as long as you have a good reason, that should be enough, lah. Like, yeah, yeah. As long as you can validate, uh, you can justify yourself. That, that's good enough morality. Hmm, yeah. I, yeah. Okay, his point, sorry, his, his point is, um, you never be really unless you try. So, for example, case in point for Instagram, like, I think, wait, let me find it. Okay, yeah. Okay, so his, his point that I took quite, I, I, I took away lah, quite important point is that, he said Instagram was born out of a few tests, not imagination. So I think it's like similar to what we're doing now, right? It's just, just go out there, just do, just try. And yeah. even though you may not have a lot of, uh, big difference or unique selling point at USB, just try. So he's as how it gets, for example, YouTube, right? YouTube was initially designed to be a video based dating site. Completely different from what it's doing now. Oh, okay. Right. And then Samsung started as a dried fish exporter. Uh, started as a what? <laughs> dried fish exporter. <laughs> like okay. Samsung, Samsung like making phone. <laughs> okay. okay. So it's like, you can just, yeah, like the business mindset, like, just, just, just whack this new. Like just push out the first model as fast as possible, then yeah, yeah. iterate based on that. Yeah, yeah. You can go from a dried fish exporter to a world leader in tech. Mm. Actually, wow, I'm very surprised that Samsung got us. Yeah, that's just very surprising, actually. Yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah. the famous example, right? You know, the one where they, they ask people to make a thousand pots versus asking another group to make uh, the perfect pot. Yeah. Yeah, so basically the ones who made a thousand pots ended up making pots that were much better, better in a sense, than the ones that tried to make the perfect pot because they just made so many models that they eventually got the... They got the skills from it, lah. Hmm. Wow. Okay, okay. I think that's a good lesson. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Anything else to share? Yeah. Nothing. nothing that's yeah. pretty much it. Oh my god. You are so boring, people. Yeah. Uh, I I really I really have a, not say respect. Newfound uh appreciation for all these American. You know, all the American people are like very opinionated and like politically. Like, uh, how do you say? Uh, how do you have so much energy to care about like? politics 
Oh shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, okay, like, I mean, on one hand, let's say it personally affects you, like, yeah, then I understand. But how can, like, let's say, like, a, a journalist, that kind of thing, how does she have so much energy to care about everything? Or, like, have so much of Yeah, like, to, to care about something so far away from them, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Appreciation for, appreciation for those people. <laughs> or maybe it's good to have also, like, I think it's something that Singaporeans like. We are, we are not opinionated. Yeah, I think we are just generally more reserved. I don't know why uh, though. Isn't it like this? This. I think I think it stems from the classroom where you have to come out with a third person perspective every time. Oh. Every, okay. A neutral, neutral, a neutral understanding of the situation is always best. You know, as opposed to having a intimate first person perspective. Yeah, like the the thing to strive for is for impartiality. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. It's not a bad thing, but yeah, like, so one of the side effects is that we are just not opinionated people. We just like to, we always like to pander to both sides and sit on the fence. That's basically what we like to be. Yeah. But I think, okay, I think there's value in maybe like, I mean, in generic terms, the education system should teach people like uh, impartiality and subjective, uh, like objective, uh, like objective uh, answers to things. But it's also should take like there should also be an effort to make people come back and have an understanding of themselves and how they're subjective in nature. Yeah. And how to how to express themselves subjectively. Yeah. Wow. This week's episode, we hope that you enjoyed what we talked about. If you have any suggestions for any topics, feel free to message us or email us at convos.with.john at gmail.com. See you next time.